the most important starting point is a I would say do not attack the person that you see that's you know um that you perceive as um I'm, I'm using their farting. privilege for advantage not using the privilege but benefiting from privilege okay right unless that person is willfully engaged in you know the act of taking advantage of their privilege most of the times the people that you think are benefiting from privilege are a lot are oftentimes ignorant of it case in point there's oftentimes like we've you know discovered today us, yeah. today where i was ignorant of my own privilege so i think the the first starting point is for all of us to not attack the person but attack the system that allows it don't i give you that rush i keep that loving raw don't need no candlelight cause you feel like the morning sun there ain't no end in sight put that shit on my life this ain't no fantasy we living on the edge tonight i told her lay down we can make a movie now this ain't audition you tripping over your lines now i flip the script i'll be flipping you on your side now i got a Tesla, you fucking up all the leather. I just checked, I got a checker. We fucking it up together. Don't lie. Don't lie, don't lie, don't lie. Don't lie. I can't help but flex it all. I can't wait to break it off. I'm the only one to make you feel like you can have it all. Don't lie. Welcome back to Enjoy the Podcast. It is season two. I am Jared. Los. I'm JD. <laughs> and we are back with another season. It is finally season two. We got a new set, which is not complete because we're going to do some more changes here. But this is just what we're going to do today. Wait till you see the night episodes. Wait till you see Ooh. the night episodes. Tell the night. Huh? I'm sorry. Yeah, bro. <laughs> Where'd you go from a long walk or something? Ooh, just flew in from Cleveland. Okay. And boy, my arms <laughs> Well, joke. <laughs> I am I am happy that you guys are still here, still rocking with us. Yes. Um, we're coming back with a brand new attack. And um, today we are talking about something that I have seen come across the comments multiple times. About what are we talking about? We are talking about privilege. Oh. Uh-oh. Privilege. You guys are in trouble. Yes, we're probably going to get in trouble on this episode, but um, that's what we're here for, right? I guess so. Yeah. Um, Maybe that's why we're here. Dun, dun, dun. Plot dun, twist. Dun, dun. Plot <laughs> so I want to break down privilege in a couple different factors. I think first, so we don't run into another satisfaction episode. Satisfaction. Don't stop doing that. Um, when we run into another satisfaction episode, we're going to define what we think privilege is. Obviously, Lois can bring up the real definition so that we don't mess up. Uh, and then after we define what privilege is, we're going to go through each different um, ways that you can benefit from privilege. Now, I have here, I'm sure there's more, so don't kill me. But right what I've jotted down is good looking, wealthy, race, gender, able, and disability. Now, I'm sure there's a f- whole bunch more that you can benefit from, but I think those are the big, 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 uh, yeah. big places there. Um, so I guess let's start it off now. What is privilege? Lois, you want to hit us with a, a fact check? Oh, my yeah. definition, the real live actual definition. Well, why he's looking at that? Mm. Do you want to say what you think uh, privilege is? Privilege. Oh, here we go. Oh. A right or immunity granted as a your benefit, advantage, or favor, especially such a right or immunity attached specifically to a position or an office. Before before you got that definition, what what yeah. came to your mind when you think of privilege? Um, <clears throat> must be nice. <laughs> came to my mind. Oh. It must be nice to have privilege. What about you, Los? I thought about myself as a child getting privileges, like like. Like go, be gonna be able to go outside. Yeah, like yeah. <laughs> you have your privileges revoked. <laughs> you have to stay inside for the next two weeks. That's You're grounded. Least. Yeah, I thought of like it took me. Oftentimes when I hear words like that, it takes me to a, a childlike mind. Privilege. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Your your parents probably use that against you a lot. They use that word a lot. Yeah. Taking away your privileges. You're yeah. on restriction. My, my mother loved 
the word privilege. <laughs> <laughs> Loved it. She understood you came with privilege. She liked to use it with a negative connotation to me. Yeah. Taking away your privileges. I mean, or in it, a negative it does, action. It yeah. does Makes suck sense. to get your privileges taken away. Yeah. And, you know, when I think of privilege, I think of invisible, unearned benefits. Ooh. Yeah. Your definition is pretty good. That's great. Yeah. That's like what came, like what comes to my mind when I think of somebody who has privilege. It's just something that they didn't earn. Yeah. It's not necessarily seen by them or, or by the people. Mm-hmm. They just got it yeah, just and given. did not earn it at all. Um, I think you could earn privileges. Yeah, you can. You can. But yeah. what, what I, when I think of privilege. Oh, I feel you. That's your, yeah. what you were thinking. My bad. Yeah, okay, yeah. You, can, you definitely me. can, yeah, for yeah. sure. You I can earn you. it. You can, you can either, you yeah. know, work on your body, change your clothes. There's, for, yeah, there's a lot of things yeah. that you can do to do that. But at the end of the day, the person that I think of who has privilege or benefits from privilege is somebody who did not have to earn it. You know, essentially none of us really have a positive view on it, even like with mine being attached to something positive. I still have the negative action of it. Not the not that you're I don't think of you're getting privileges. I think of, oh, you're having your privileges taken away. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Do you guys think that you benefit from privilege? Yes and no. Depends on which space I'm in. Mm -hmm. But I've definitely benefited from um, all. I'm sure like. Probably light skin privilege. I'm I'm sure I've benefited from that at times. Um, I also have a weird look. So sometimes people are confused by me. Mm. And I know like in those instances, they probably don't know what privilege to give me. If, <laughs> if a privilege to give me at all. Are you white? Yeah, are like, you, are you white? Are you black? Are you <laughs> Arab? Like what what's going on here? What what is, what is all this? Like they're confused. Um, interestingly enough, although I know I've benefited from like, from my whiteness, I've also been attacked, not attacked like physically, but it's also been something that has been used against me, mm. right? And, and vice versa with, you know, with black people, my blackness is either celebrated, like, my, you know, that side of me is either, it's either celebrated or it's like, it's not enough. Mm. With white people, it's usually, it's kind of the same thing. It's either like they think it's cool or it's like, got a touch of the tar brush in you boy like on some racist shit no like straight up like i've heard i've heard shit like that before god damn so and that's not the same experience as you know somebody who is dark skin who has been affected by colorism in that light because at that point that's in a in a weird way even though it's subjective to your individual experience there is still levels to it right like i'll never know what it feels like to be like somebody from my father's country, Senegal, who is like from Senegal, who's dark, right? I'll never know what that feels like, if, you know, to be in America like that. Mm. Um, and it's not, it doesn't mean that my experience isn't, doesn't hold water. It just means that it's a different experience and I can't invalidate their experience because I had, you know, a moment or two when I felt like I was being picked on, mm. right? Like I can't mm-hmm. be like, oh, well, what about me? And like, yeah, you know, there's, so I feel like there are certain places where you just got to like sit down and shut up and understand that, yeah. Regardless of the fact that you may have been impacted by it, you, you haven't been impacted by on it like on the same scale as other people. Yeah. And again, I don't mean to take away from people who feel like they've been done wrong because of something and like, oh, well, what you know, I still suffered. Yeah, but I do acknowledge that people are victims of a system that, you know, just shits on them basically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. What about you? Do you recognize? Yeah. You, uh, um. I think for privilege too, you know, it's, um, let's go with the looks, the, the good looks for a second. So again, full-time professional model, 16 plus years, I've been very privileged in a lot of ways because of my looks. Mm -hmm. But one thing I learned the hard way early in my career is looks can only get you so far. Mm -hmm. Looks got me into a lot of rooms but it didn't keep me in those rooms. Mm -hmm. You know, if I was an asshole, if I was cocky, if I was conceited, if I was talking to people like I own them or whatever, I'm going to get kicked out of the room. Mm -hmm. So I had to realize that it's more than just that. You know, let me, let me, you know, not take this for granted. Appreciate the advantage because it it is an advantage, um, but not just abuse that advantage. Yeah. You know, that privilege. Yeah. Um, So to Los's point, you know, just being mixed, uh, you know, I can't relate to someone who's dark skin and colorism. I, I, I can't relate to that at all. I've never, you know, I can't. But 
I do understand that there are benefits to being half white. And there are also benefits actually to being half black. I, I was thinking of some. I'll keep it light um, for the attackers. I think, um, <laughs> for example, like, you know, when I was in high school, I went to all boy private high school. And I was one of the few chameleons. I was friends with if you were white, black, yellow, green, purple, didn't matter. Gay, straight, didn't matter. And I realized that if I walked onto a basketball court, I have a privileged advantage. Because I'm going to be picked. Yeah. I could be trash. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I'll probably be picked before the white kid will yeah. or the Hispanic kid will. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, also have a. I think, I don't know if privilege is the word, but I was just thinking like, you know, musically, I think we talked about this like way back on like who can relate the episode that never came out. We talked about how like, uh, you know, when you're like a modeling job or just anywhere, right? Anywhere. Everyone can relate to this. And the white person is like, hey, let's put some music on. And they're looking for like the minority, right? And they're like, hey, you, you can pick, right? And yeah. it's just like, okay. <laughs> I do have good taste in music. I got, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm well versed in, in you know genres, so it's, it's no problem. But you know, it's it's a type of I think a privilege. Yeah, I'm keeping this light for yeah. this part. But again, there are privileges to both. Um, so I get it. I recognize it. I I didn't recognize it until later in life, though. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't realize the privileges that I had. Mm-hmm. You know, and I was hyping people up like on some you can too shit, and they were like, bro, no, nah. mm. yeah, I can't though. Not yeah. like you. Yeah. It didn't didn't come as easy as it did for you. So yeah. I, I humbled myself. But um, again, all to say privilege is one thing that gets you in the room, but doesn't make, you know, doesn't guarantee you're going to stay in the room. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, my experience with privilege, um, I remember growing up, uh, it was a journey for me where I, I was describe where I'm at today and then I'll go backwards. So where I'm at today is I understand that I benefit my entire life Mm. has benefited from privilege. Yes, I am mixed. Um, and yes, I have had experience like, you know, with you Los where I had came in with the law and it was solely based off of the, the way that I present. Mm. Um, but with that also to be in fact, like there was so many other areas where I did get a head start in life because I am light skin. Uh, and, I was good looking. I'm still am, but (laughs) (laughs) was correction, correction, correction. Last time I checked, these locks are still flowing, (laughs) but, um, but no, I, I, I do. I, and it took me a while to get there because, you know, I grew up with my black side and they had always told me that I was black. They always told me that the world was unfair my dad used to have conversations with me about how to interact with the police. My dad yeah. would have uh, conversations on with, uh, with me on how to interact when I'm in public. Um, mm-hmm. You know, there was times where I wanted to get my ears pierced. He would sit me down and be like, hey, when you get this, it's a responsibility because when somebody looks at you and you have diamonds in your ear, they're going to look at you a certain way yeah. because of the way that you present and all these different things. So my entire childhood mm-hmm. was almost like my family because they are full black Mm -hmm. were teaching me as if i do present as if i'm full black yeah so and then i grew up predominantly around only black kids in my school and Mm -hmm. and like things like that so i always identified growing up like i have the black experience you Mm -hmm. know and then i also identified like you know oh well you know my my good looks i had to work for all these different things and so but then I got older and I started to realize like, oh no, like you don't have the complete black experience. You have a experience mm-hmm. the, the same way that Los are saying. Yeah. You do benefit tremendously because of your looks. Mm-hmm. Regardless, you know, you have been provided a lot of different opportunities because sure. of the way that you look. Mm-hmm. And so um, I have to just kind of step back and be like, okay, cool. I have to see that as a tremendous benefit for me. I, and that's just my experience with it. Yeah. Um, and so uh, it was tough. It was a tough road because I used to get so upset when somebody would say that, like, you have privilege. Mm. And I'm like, man, 
I've been evicted from my house. Mm-hmm. I grew up in poverty. I got, I had to live with my grandma. Mm-hmm. I had, uh, you know, multiple cousins, you know, in different situations that could have led me down a bad path. You know, uh, there's so many uh, childhood traumas that could have led me to be a drug addict, could have led me to be an alcoholic, could have sure. led me to do all these different things. And I beat the odds. Mm-hmm. So when I, when somebody would say that, I used to take it offensive because mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, well, I still had to work my ass off to get here. Sure. Um, but then I kind of changed that, that reaction to being like okay let me just take a step back and really recognize the difference between me and the other person that is calling me out for Mm -hmm. having privilege yeah and that gave me so much power because once you stop try once i stopped trying to put myself in the boat of oh we have the same situation you can do it too that kind of like the rah-rah yeah um it it allowed me to actually put my hand out to help Mm-hmm. to use the privilege to get them in a situation yeah. where they can benefit. Yeah. Um, so mm-hmm. yeah, that was my experience with the privilege as a whole. Um, I don't know that I've, and I'm probably gonna piss people off with this, but I, I don't know that my looks have gotten me privileged in the sense of like, I've, I've, I've benefited more, I, I'd say superficially. Like, I don't think I've benefited as far as like jobs or, career advancement or anything like that. I know I haven't benefited in the eyes of the law. Um, like I've, and I, so I wonder sometimes like, where are my blind spots on that? Like, what am I missing? Because, and it may just be because of my life choices. Well, your journey was different because you do, you have said on this podcast before that, like you grew into your looks. Oh, for sure. So maybe in my confidence, like I, I didn't like, and I may have just been oblivious to like people trying to give me privilege for, yeah. for times, or maybe I got into it and didn't realize it. But I mean, I, I never, and so, man, so I was probably 32, 31, 33. Like I always was like, yeah, you know, yeah, I, like, you're here. Yeah. I, I didn't really feel confident in that aspect. So yeah, I don't know, but I'd say for sure. Like, I think I may be, Somewhat, because there's still I'm there's, there's still times that I know I probably you know benefited from it. Mm. Like I said, I, but I think it's more now it's superficial stuff. Like I don't think that I, yeah, I can't really see yeah. any jobs because again, but I have a very different. Now let's see if I was working in a corporate environment, who knows? I might I might probably you know I could see myself getting the benefits there. Yeah. I could see myself getting, you know, a promotion that somebody with a darker skin tone probably wouldn't get. Well, I know for me, in particular to the work environment, yeah, um, I used to battle with that same thing because, you know, a lot of the places when I did work nine to fives, I would the manager. And the reason why I would become the manager was because I had the ability to uh, command people. But yeah. the, and so I would be like, no, I just my skill set is what got me here. But then I had to realize <laughs> commanding people 90 mm. percent has to do with your looks. Yeah. Your appearance. Your appearance. <clears throat> yeah. So I would go into this job situation, and the reason why everyone would listen to me is because they, quote-unquote, thought I was cool, I mm-hmm. was whatever, yeah. you know, they wanted to uh, impress me in certain certain aspects, so I was able to get them to do certain things. Well, appearance and presence. Presence, say, yeah, I would say, add that for me, it, yeah. I would say more so confidence, but presence and confidence, as I say that out loud, a lot of that looks, comes yeah. from yeah. your appearance, right? Yeah. If you look totally, good, you play totally. good type mm-hmm. thing, so, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's like chicken and the egg, right? Yeah, I yeah. guess it's still kind of right right back to that. So I mean, yeah, and and I wasn't saying that to like take away. No, 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 no. It, no, it yeah. did make me think, like, well, you know, what presents? But again, that it is kind of comes right back circular in that aspect. Yeah. Well, I relate to you heavily, mm. like, because I used to have that you know mindset of like, no, I'm just the best person for the job, you yeah. know. See, yeah. and I didn't experience that type of thing. If anything, in my industries it probably worked against me if anything, because then a lot of times the whiteness in me is perceived as softness. Oh. And so that would be latched onto or attack. Like, you know, I, yeah. the, and again, it's like cry me a river. Like <laughs> the, the, the favorite insult for some of my, you know, some of like the people that didn't like me was like, Oh, the white boy or something oh. like that. You know, shit like that, which again, cry me a river. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah, you'll yeah. be okay. Yeah. Um, but so I, I think, in a weird way, it made me more, it probably made me more of a mark in, you know, being out in that environment. Okay. Whereas if I was in a, in a normal, like I said, if I was in a corporate environment, that should be a boost for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause then you could be mm-hmm. the, 
quote unquote ethnic hire. Yeah. The, the token. And yeah. I also wonder if maybe if I came across the right cop, if it would work, had worked in my favor. I mean, I batted 0 for 100, you know, as far as like <laughs> getting out of situations. Um, but maybe there was a time or two where a judge maybe looked more favorably on me because I wasn't, oh, I'm sure, actually not even a time or two. I guarantee I probably got easier treatment in probably 50% of my cases because I was lighter, you know, mm -hmm. I was a lighter skin tone. Mm -hmm. If I came in there, you know, as dark as some of my friends and pulling off the same shit, matter of fact, well, no, we you both got we both friends? got the same shit on that oh, okay. one. I mean, there wasn't much there wasn't much wiggle room on that. Um, <laughs> but but I but think yeah, there's I can definitely see that there was probably times where I would even maybe I got probation, you know, or probationary terms where somebody else just got, you know, guilty. Yeah. So I guess but, yeah. I think too most like let's say you showed up with diamond earrings in your ear and you your pants yeah. were off your ass and you had an oversized shirt on, right, and a backwards hat. It, I mean, you know, that, that one thing I was missing was the earrings and the hat. And <laughs> a few of those appearances. I didn't, yeah. I, I didn't always uh, yeah. come to court presentable. So okay. yeah. that probably played a role as well. well yeah. I, I bring you know. that up because I it made me think about when you were talking about uh, when you were younger and, and stuff like that. Um, and you said you were like basically raised with a black family around black people, black friends and stuff. And I remember um, one thing that stood out in my childhood when I look back at photos was like not so much like what the hell was he wearing, but like, God, this dude was like full black one day and then full white the next day. I'd have like the polo on and like, you know, super preppy Abercrombie shit. Yeah. And I pulled it off and then I'd have my Tim's on and my Nietzsche <laughs> and academics and my fake gold and diamonds. Yeah. And I, but I remember the treatment would be night and day different. Mm. And I didn't know why until I got older. Yeah. And I realized it heavily when I was in this, you know, private all boy high school. Cause I would, I would like, not intentionally, but I would just be like, ah, I feel like being preppy today. Yeah. But that thought response. was, it created a whole different response <laughs> and reaction, not just in the school, but like then thereafter taking the bus home and walking yeah. into getting some, something to eat. You know what I mean? And then the days that I would wear a do rag and a, in a fitted hat and all that, it would just be like, the, the treatment would just be night and day. And I'm like, what the fuck? I'm the same person. Yeah. But what I appear is, different. is totally different. And it was, it was such a, a mind fuck for me. And this is like, yeah. I guess like a crime movie. I'm not. Well, well you know, yeah. but the thing that's interesting about that is like, and, and I'm glad a lot of perspective. Yeah. Well, and I'm glad that we're actually doing this right now because it is in like real time. I'm, I'm seeing my blind spots, right? Like even just now with my example, as I was saying like, Oh, I don't think I got this or that. Like as I talk it out, I'm realizing, you know what? I probably did. Mm -hmm. I did get it. I just, you know, again, I wasn't realizing it. And I think, um, again, to your point, it's like, that's another blind spot because we, yeah, we both experienced that. But so if you grew up in a black neighborhood, fully black, right? You weren't half black. You would probably dress and present that way the entire time. Otherwise you'd be an outlier. Right. You'd be subjugated to ridicule and in your community, in your community. Yeah. For sure. So you're almost, pigeonholed into dressing and acting a certain way you don't have to but it's easier to go with the flow and act like everybody right. else than it is to do something different yeah so in those days where you dressed up and you presented fully black you got to experience what those individuals who are fully black and lived in those areas that you were emulating had to experience all the time Bad or good. Yeah. On the slightest scale, but yes. On the slightest yeah, scale. Yeah, yeah. Right. So, but scale, but yeah. the reason I even say that is because you were just, we were just getting tastes of it. Yeah, just we were, we were playing dress up. Just, like, <laughs> just little pieces of it here and there, yeah. right? We weren't getting the full experience. So because of that, even though we may have perceived it as, oh, this was hard. Yeah. It's like, okay, again, blind spots. Think about the individual who was living this reality 24-7 and how yeah. they got you know treated by teachers, doctors. Sure. Going police to, officers, etc. Going to your teacher point, so I have read a study. Um, <laughs> I don't know where it's at. Probably <laughs> <laughs> dot, dot org. <laughs> don't start season two up like this. Probably dot org. But but <laughs> it's it was a, definitely a dot org. <laughs> but it was organization. Actually, no, it was in a book. Okay. It was in a book. Um, you do read. You um, do read. Okay. I will yeah. find the book and I'll put it in the show notes. Oh, wow. Um, okay. But I believe you, by the way. I, I, okay. Thank you. But yes. I will put he it. He was going to say it anyway. But. I, 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 I will say it anyways. But I'll put it in the show notes because it's a very interesting fact um, because the black students get looked at 
by the teacher, I think right. it was like five times more than any other student in any other race. Yeah. So what ended up happening is, is that the teacher will see the black student doing something they were not supposed to five times more than they would anybody else, even mm. though the entire people are doing the same thing. Yeah. So what ended up happening was that the black student, as they are developing through the school system, they start to resent the system because they're seeing James doing As this. they should. Yes, seeing James doing the same thing, but they're the only ones getting caught for it. Yeah, so yeah. then what ended up happening is it starts to having a reverse effect to them, to them being like, well, I don't like authority. Or even here. if they're not doing anything bad, like just having a teacher constantly looking at hovering yeah. or looking yeah. over you, yeah. maybe that'll make you insecure. Like now you're like, oh shit, am I like yeah. am I doing sure. something wrong? Like, yeah. You know what I mean? That can guess. Yeah. So yeah. even like mm -hmm. doing something bad or, you know, maybe you're just doing your, your schoolwork. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you're still, yeah. And so with that, it causes a resentment to the schooling system. Yeah. And then I know for me, um, it, it would, uh, if I was in that position, I would be like, I'm, I don't even want to try here. What mm -hmm. am I doing? Mm -hmm. You know? And so there's like a, a privilege that comes with just not presenting that way in the school system and if it's just there it has to be everywhere yeah you were saying like authority yeah, yeah. It, it gets into authority mm -hmm. you know what i mean so it's just it's just a crazy situation and going back to like your your saying how you would um dress and, and get a different yeah. reaction from different people and mm -hmm. yours you you know you saying that like you guys were just getting taste of it mm -hmm. like that is the beginning seeds of being like oh snap we have a problem privilege here. yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and a problem, problem. in our yeah. society but yeah. privilege yeah and so it's just crazy so um i, I think too really quick jay like uh, let me just clarify for everyone i realized that i was able to put on this privilege and take this privilege off i understand yeah. a lot of people cannot do that i'm not being light or i'm not making fun of any of this um yeah. and i realized you know there is I guess I took it at a early 20s age. I actually remember the specific example and situation where I was like, you know what? I'm going to take my privilege and try to help out others. Mm. So the first time I bought um, a really nice car, I went into the dealership on purpose in some slides, some basketball shorts, and just some like whatever t-shirt, okay? And in a backwards hat. Oh, you told me and, this. I I this. Yeah. <clears throat> and it was a, a really nice um, car brand dealership. Who was it? Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Who was it? <laughs> it was Audi. Audi! Yeah. You sons of bitches. Yeah. Um, you bastards. And, you know, I was in the, I was downtown city of Chicago, so it was like a really nice, you know. A nice Audi dealership. Yeah, and I was like. Type that where they, they bring you coffee while you wait. They bring yeah. it to you. They don't send you in the back well, and make you buy they it. Didn't, they didn't bring it to me, though. Ooh. They brought it to. Ooh. Other people, but they didn't bring oh. it to me. Didn't offer you an espresso. Didn't offer You're me not thirsty. Nothing. No one even acknowledged me. And you know what's, what was you. fucked up for me? I'll always remember. The receptionist was black. And I was like, yo. Well, wow. you just had a combination of being not white, <laughs> not black, more so looking poor. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I was like, I wasn't black. I don't know what the fuck was going on. But I just remember being like, yo, we, you know, but anyways. Uh, that's the lightest thing I'll make of that. But so this day, and I'm I'm 24 years old, and it took over an hour for someone to recognize me. And I was like in and out of these cars in the showroom, like looking around, like yo, somebody was finally like, yo, he's casing the joint. I'm he here. might want to go talk to him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, like I'm here, and I remember um this this white guy comes up to me, and he was just like, "Can I help you?" Yeah. You know, like that just was no it. Warm What's up, man? There was nothing. Not like buy a car. Nothing. Just can I help you? Wow. AKA like you're still here. Like what's yeah. You know, like it's awkward now. Someone's gonna come up to you to get you out, basically. Yeah. And I was like, I'm interested in this kind of car and blah blah blah. And he was like, Okay, well, I'm like, can we schedule a test drive? I have some do you have some time, I have some time, you know? And he was like, Yes. <sighs> yeah, I'll have the porter, you know, just just bring bring one around. But you got a driver's license though, right? And I'm like, Oh wow. Uh, <laughs> This guy's crazy. I do have a driver's license. Yeah. No. Right. Yeah. Do, do you have you have insurance? Yep. I got insurance. <laughs> wow. So all this is transpiring. Needless to say. Do you remember his name? I don't remember his Damn, name. Damn, we were really I gonna know, air him I out. Know, my bad. I, I, I don't air remember his name. <laughs> out like laundry boy. Put but, you on the line. So we, we get back from the test drive and um, you know, he was kinda like, Okay, well, like, see ya. You know what I mean? And I was like, oh, well, I'm, I'm interested in, in a black one. And I was like giving them the specs. I had done my research. And, it's going to be a lot of money. And he was like, all right, just, just wait here. I waited for another hour. He never came back to me. What? Never came back to me. And this woman comes up to me. She had just like clocked in, you know, and just, just showed up for her shift. And 
on her, she's like got her bag in hand, like on her way to her desk was like, hi, is, is someone taking care of someone helping you? I was like, kind of, but I, I think he forgot about me. And she's like, give me one sec. Let me set myself up and, and I'll, I'll have someone bring you to my desk. And, you know, I'd love to help you out. Wow. I gave her the sale. Yes, good for as you. you should. Hey, good for her. Yeah, but my and whole what's his name like show up and like, hey, what's what's, what's going actually on never, here? Guys? I never saw him. He legit like was probably like, clocked the out. hell with this you guy. Probably left. Yeah, for home. sure. Um, I went back though and made sure he saw me in my car a yeah. couple of times. Came back and yeah. got your car washed. Couple, oh yeah. Um, but but all yeah, but all that to say, like I on purpose, I dressed up the way that I dressed up, knowing that the treatment I was going to get, but trying to prove, like, bro, you cannot continue to Just judge these books like by this. the cover yeah come on man yeah you know and and the thing that that is interesting for me and this is again in chicago the thing that's interesting for me in la is i don't really get that treatment here because it's different no because out here you can you if you, you can look be like a bum 16 years old yeah. and have millions not only that but rich people dress bummy like, yeah, yeah, but but I'm but I'm saying like depends these, on where, where you're at. De- yeah, it depends on the part of town. So totally. if you're in Beverly Hills yeah. and you're dressed like that and you come into the Ferrari dealership, yeah. I guarantee you they're they're not going to cold shoulder you in L.A. Right? Yeah. Somebody's going to come up to you and be like, they're going to yeah. test the water because you might be. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Here, here, here comes some racism for you. Might be an athlete or a musician. That's or what I was going to say. Something Damn, like the that. levels just keep going. But but that's yeah. facts because that's what I was going to say. Because everyone lives here. Yeah. So you could right. be music. You could be athlete. You could just be the son of an athlete or on YouTube. Or, oh, yes, on yeah, YouTube, yeah. T- whatever. So they everyone is on their their wow. toes here yeah. as a salesman. And I would love actually to have someone on the uh, come on the podcast and like talk about that on yeah. some real like don't sugarcoat shit. Don't yeah. be on the bush. Be real with us. Like, yeah. you know, you had to retrain your mind yeah. to come up to someone who's 24 years old looking to buy, a, a, you know, an expensive car. Yeah. Wow. So it's interesting. But it's just, uh, you know, again, I, I preface all this by saying I understand I can take it on and off, mm. you know, but uh, it's it's needless to say real. <laughs> especially in different parts of the country yeah. unlike LA yeah, which no, is so sure. interesting about you know your experience you know growing up with my father like I he was and I'm trying to decide if it was a good thing or bad thing you know is it aiding the privilege or is it uh, continuing is it is it dismantling the ideas the way that you're saying or mm. is it aiding it so like I was always taught like because you can put it on and off, mm-hmm. you have to put it on all yeah. the time. Yeah. And so like, you know, uh, it took me a while to, to recognize, you know, yeah. what I'm well, I'm, I'm sorry, but like, again, this, uh, I'm, I'm, go ahead and finish. I'm sorry. Okay, I'm okay. sorry. I don't want to cut you no, off. No, well, all I was saying, yeah. I'll wrap it up quick. Is no, that don't, like, don't. Take your time. um, you know, my dad was always like very intentional about the way that I present when I meet new people. He's right. very intentional about yeah. the way I shook someone's hand, the way I look eye them in contact, the eyes. Yeah. You know, he's mm-hmm. very intentional about like the way I op- you know, uh interact with authority. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I remember I, I've said this before on the podcast, when I was in elementary, I was suffering from that situation in school where the teacher was being a little unfair to me Mm -hmm. and it was result of racism Mm -hmm. and i told my mom who presents very white and she was like up in arms like we gotta go to the school Mm -hmm. we gotta go and -hmm. my dad pulled me to the side and said we're not going to the school this is the way the world is you have to learn how to play the game Mm-hmm. And that stuck with me since even to this day mm-hmm. of like, I have to learn how to play the game. I have to present a certain way. Yeah. I have to because they want me to be this. Yeah. yeah. And so, um, yeah, man, I don't know if it's good thing or if it's adding. It's, well, it's, or, it, it, yeah, it's it. It's a weird thing. Right. I think because and that's what I, I kind of laughed at. And even um like with JD saying like, you know, I, I, I put it on and off yeah. or like I purposely went to the dealership like this. Like part of me is like, okay, that's, that's good. You know, showing people that, you know, it's not, you can't judge the book by the cover, but then part of me also kind of like laughs at ourselves because it's yeah. like, all right, like <laughs> you can thanks. take it off. Thanks for doing yeah. us a, all a big solid there and experiencing a little taste of it. And again, it's, it's like, it's not to trivialize, what you did or like the experiences that you've gone through. But I think just every time, the more that we talk about this, the more that every time that I have an example of when I think I might have suffered instead of been benefiting at, as soon as I, I, I say it, I'm like, yeah, well, guess what? Somebody else 
had it worse than you yeah. and much worse. And not only had it worse than you, probably had to have it worse consistently more than you. Yeah. Um, and probably couldn't yeah. do anything to change it. Yeah. I mean, and I'm wondering now, like, because as far as like presentation growing up, I didn't have anybody that was guiding me. Like I figured all that out basically based off of my, you know, my friends group, which my friends were always black. I didn't, I mean, I had white, I always had a mix of friends, but the predominant base that I hung with that I identified with were always black. I didn't identify with the white kids. I, I didn't identify yeah. with the Latinos or the Asians or anything like that. I only identified with the black kids for, for whatever reason, even though I grew up in a white home around white people, I still, you know, I didn't look like my mother and my brothers and sisters. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it, that that's a weird thing to me as well, because I'm wondering like how my presentation and how I've chose to present myself has not just benefited me, but like how it may have hampered me, but more so like, man, it's weird. It's like, uh, I'm, I'm not sure where, I'm not sure where the line draws for me between putting it on and taking it off. And I'm not sure that I'm ever aware if I have, or if I do. Well, I know, to, I know for me, when I had changed the way that I dressed and I changed my hair to this, the world interacts with me mm. completely different than when I was 18, 19, when I would do, I had a completely different get up. You know, I, I think your struggle, it lies between the lines of like recognizing that you have privilege, but then also recognizing yeah. that like you don't think that you did anything to aid into that privilege. Is that am I hearing that correctly? I guess no, not so I, much because I recognize that I have privilege. I think more so, and even this, you know, in this conversation, recognizing it even even more than I did before. I think now, if anything, when I when I feel like I've been slighted, it's making me realize that maybe you've been slighted, but you haven't been slighted like you know before. But like, but somebody like other else, people, yeah, right? Yeah, right? Yeah. Like your 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 privilege is keeping you. If anything, the privilege tempers the the slight. Mm. You know, it, it I think keeps you in the game for sure. I think that's the way to look at for it sure more. It so for people, instead of like, if you're struggling with, well, I don't think I benefited from it. Like, you know, you're saying, well, I had it hard too. I had it this, you, you absolutely probably did have it hard, but the difference is you had a level five smoke. Whereas, you know, somebody, somebody else had the level 10. And yeah. I think mm-hmm. that's the important thing to recognize and understand yeah. is that, yeah, you may have been slighted, but your slight was, controlled because of yeah. mm-hmm. what you benefit from whether it's you know financial privilege um looks race etc like you yeah. you got smoked but you also got kept from burning because of yeah. your privilege that well, was your privilege in that e- moment even like jay to your point about school and your mom was in an uproar and she's like we're going like i relate that was my whole thing because i was a badass kid in school and <laughs> and if that stat is, fa- is facts and i believe you like then i'm i got eyes on me all the time and i'm giving them reasons yeah but I remember like, you know, and this is a blind spot for me as Los is talking about it and you did too. I remember coming home, not necessarily complaining, right? Just like, JD, why'd you get another detention? Or why are you suspending it? And, and mm. you know, cause I knew I messed up and my mom with her white privilege was like, you won't be treated this way. We're going to the school. Right. And sometimes I would get out of things. Yeah. But in my head, now that I'm thinking like, well, what if I didn't have a white what mom? What if you had a black mom that went up there with the yeah, same energy? Exactly. What happens or, to her? Or let's say my mom, let's say my black father raised me yeah. and he goes up at upward. Mm. Or one of them ended up in cuffs. He's going in cuffs. I'm going to child services. Mm. You know what I mean? So just even thinking about that, like that in itself with the privilege Right of my white mom being my defense attorney at that particular time, mm. yeah. and what that does for I, me, I've, I'm sure I benefited from that That's at some wild. point for sure. I would have benefited from that if yeah. my dad wasn't yeah. like like held her back. Yeah. Like no, 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 yeah. no, no. But I think he was thinking yeah. from the mind frame of like I have to teach Jared that you Real can't life. run to <laughs> your mom when the yeah. world is here. Real well, life, and, yeah. and our mothers were coming from. A white experience blind where, spot. well, not even so much blind spot, but that's just their reality. Uh, their reality yeah. is not the the reality of. Or, or let know. me let me pose this. Uh, maybe I guess to Los, Jay, because I know your story. But to you, Los, like, do you think it was a situation where our white moms knew Sounds that like a sitcom. our yeah. white moms yeah. <laughs> knew that the the being mistreated and why maybe they used their privilege to help us? Oh, good point. Yeah, I wonder. 
Like, I know why you're being treated like this. I know it's not. I think so as I got older, probably. I think my mother realized it the older I got that there is an actual system in place yeah. that and let know, me use it to my advantage. people of color in a different way and mm. treats people, yeah. you know, white people in this way. Because yeah. I remember, um, so I moved out here. I had caught a case before I came out here, but like the time I, I probably caught the case in like 2008, I moved out here in 2010, right? Between the time me catching the case and coming out here, nothing happened. It was a simple possession case, a weed case, and no big deal, right? It was going to be a fine slap on the wrist, go home. I never got a, a court date or anything like that. So in my mind, I'm like, well, shit, like y'all, <laughs> you ain't looking for <laughs> me. Two years, y'all ain't yeah. said nothing. I'm mm-hmm. gone, baby. Like I'm going to LA. So I come out here, help my pops out about eight, nine months after I come out here. I get a letter, or not a letter, I get a phone call from my mother. My mother's like, yo, I just got a letter uh, to you from the court. Do you want warrant? me to open it? Yeah. Like, yeah, definitely. She goes, she opens it up. It's a warrant. It's a you warrant, have a failure yeah. to appear. Mm-hmm. How the hell I got an FTA I when I'm, I'm like, two, wait, yeah. wait, 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 wait. I'm like, what do you mean? So I'm like, well, re- like, what does it say? So she tells me, you know, the date's on it. I'm like, man, what the fuck? What date was oh, okay, now I remember. I remember the case. I remember everything that happened. So she's like, yeah, well, you know, what are we going to do? So I call my lawyer up. He's, you know, he's confused as hell. He's like, I don't know what's going on. Let me get to the bottom of this. Long story short. Yeah, I had a lawyer at the time. Wow. Yeah. It's privilege. No, I'm just fucking with you. That's money. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's, that's, that's hustling is what that yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's being smart and knowing that, yo, I might get, get knocked. Not if it's when. this shit to the side because yeah, you're yeah. going to need an attorney. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> free game. So I call my lawyer. I'm like, yo, what, you know, what the fuck is going on? I thought we were good here. Because I had checked in with him before I left as well. He's like, you know, let me figure it out. He calls me back, you know, maybe the next day. He goes, yeah, you got to come back. Like, otherwise, you're going to really have some issues here because they're not, you know, they're not letting up on this. So I come back. We start going to, like, went to some, not a pretrial, but basically, like, a, a meeting between my lawyer, my mother comes, and the sheriff's department and all them, right? So come to find out these dumbasses lost the evidence, which is why they never served me with a, a court date. But, but they got you on the nut. But they, hearing. well, no, here's the thing. They claim that they sent the court date and all that out, right? So because of that, the, the thing that they fucked up was there was nowhere on record that they sent it to my attorney, right? And they have to, I guess, like notarize or whatever that they sent. Sometimes, somehow they have to file away that they notified my attorney that they gave a court date. They never did that. There was no record of it going to my mother's house either, which was my address, you know, residence or whatever. So because of that, they had to drop the FTA. But what they did do was say, well, we lost the weed, but we found um, a swisher, right? This is, this is how they got me, right? So they basically charged me with paraphernalia over the swisher suite from two years back because they just couldn't, you know, they couldn't just let me go. It's hmm. Alabama. Like, we got to get something on them. Here's the difference. My mother was in there raising hell, you know, pitching a fit. And had my mother, my white mother not been there, again, had it been a black woman in there, Pitching hell, I mean, pitching a fit, raising hell. How would they have treated her? Mm-hmm. How would she have been regarded? Would yeah. they have shown her respect like they did my mother when she raised her voice and yelled at them? Yeah. Or would they have been like, ma'am, you need to, you know, would they have got handsy mm-hmm. with my mother? Mm-hmm. Which in turn probably would have set, well, for sure would have set me off. For and sure. now I'm in cuffs over yeah. assault. Yeah. So, again, it's like, yo, like these instances where I'm like, hey, man, like they did me dirty. Mm-hmm. It did it me dirty. Worse. It, it do me should dirty. have been worse. But the level yeah. of smoke, again, that I got. You know, I was guarded by a little bit of privilege. So, you know, we, we've discussed about uh, privilege with looks. Um, we've discussed with privilege race. Yep. I think that we should dive into a little bit of privilege with gender. Um, do you recognize in your own life that you have been aided privilege for being a man? No, not at all. If anything, being a man makes life harder. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, for sure. Uh, I'm, I'm trying to think of more. Just waiting for me to walk that back. Aren't you? Well, I'm not, I'm going to, I'm going to live on, I'm going to live and die on this hill. They know. I think being a man makes life harder for you. Why is that? Can you make a case? Oh, can I make the case? All right. I'm going to try. I'm going to try to make that case. Okay. Well, while you're thinking on your case, present my arguments. Oh, you're going now. Oh, shit. Being a man is hard because. That statement in itself. You're is in like, competition with other men. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's what makes being honestly. I I I love being a man. I I'm glad I'm. It's made, I don't know if people are gonna be offended by it, but I don't care. I'm so glad I'm not a woman. 
being a woman looks like it is hard as fuck. Yeah. It does not look like a good time as much as being a man looks like a good time. Like if being a man is 70% a good time, being a woman looks like 50% a good time. Yeah. Doesn't look like as much fun. Looks tougher. <laughs> um, sorry, but I'm, I'm glad I'm where I'm at. Now that said, your case is broken. My, what do you mean my case is broken? Your case of like you're presenting why well, being a man. Oh, yeah. I, I, I was about to say that said my case is done now <laughs> and I lost the trial and by yourself. <laughs> I was I, I rest my case. <laughs> they win. Um, so I, I, I think um, being a man comes with privileges all the way down to childhood. Um, oh, for sure. You know, being Damn. a boy. Uh, just the way that your parents have raised you, have raised you. You know, I had a sister. The way that my parents raised me, mm-hmm. when it came down to going out, to uh, you know, dating, um, to anything, it was always a lot easier for me than my sister. For sure. And I see yeah. the results of the way that she interacts with the world. Um, it started back then, you know, it yeah. started back then, like the, she didn't have the privilege to just go out, you know, off of fear of what would happen to her. She didn't have the privilege to date, you know, at a reasonable age because, yeah. you know, her dad was like, no dating, you know, it's right. just not happening. She didn't have the privileges that I had just in general with the parenting style, um, and so I see the, the issues down to that early of an age and then growing up, it just continues to grow. Um, the, the way that the workforce is dominated, the way that it just, it's just, you have to recognize that there is privilege in being a man, um, all the way down to like the way that people interact with you. Yeah. There's like a lot more that has to be earned as a oh, woman. For sure. Respect. I feel like sometimes, not all men, but sometimes they're just a, a general respect for other men. Especially in the workplace. Yo, yeah. my, my neighbor tried some shit with my pop's nurse. She, you know, she's a small five foot two Filipino lady. Mm. And he pulled up on or walked up on her one day and asked her not to park on the street. Like because not to park on the street, you know, the public street, because it he, he didn't like the car being in front of the house because it made the house look uglier. So she comes in and tells me that I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. We about to we about to go get this figured out real quick. So I walked over. So I was like, hey, yo, what would you say to my pops nurse? I'm like, you know, what, what's going on? But what you say to star? And he's just like, oh, well, you know, I just I just asked her, if, you know, she wouldn't mind not, mm-hmm. you know, not parking the van here. And the energy was completely different. Yeah. To the point where at the end, I was like, bro, this is a public street. Like, she's we're parking the van here. I don't care what you say. Mm-hmm. Okay, sorry about that. Yeah, yeah. changes. He would. He wouldn't even like. He would, this monkey ass would never even thought to say that shit to me. Yeah. Like if if it was me outside, but parking. because he saw you know a short woman, not even short, because he saw a woman out there, he thought he could walk over to yeah. her and like punk her and be like, oh, you know, you can't park here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's interesting though. Even just hearing you, Jay, like about you know, even as a child, I was just having a moment thinking like. I need to chill out when I'm joking, but semi-serious when it comes to when I have, if and when I have a son, right? Like I joke with Shay. <clears throat> She's like, oh, you're a smooth operator and you got all these lines. It's, you know, I'm joking around the house and I was like, wait till we have a son. You know what I mean? And yeah. she's like, oh God, we're going to get calls from the teacher. He's in kindergarten. Like, you know, little JD is just spitting game at girls again. I'm like, that's my boy. You know what I mean? Yeah. But if it was my daughter, yeah. I would be like, she's in trouble. Yeah. You know, wow. which is kissing girls under the monkey bars, you know, again. or, or your daughters. Yep. I'd be like, she's what? And my yeah. son would be like, Hey, my man, you know, yeah. like, and I'm joking with this, but, but I'm like, I need to, I need to be more sensitive and understanding that, um, even that kind of language around my daughter is not acceptable. And I have to do a better job of, um, of being more aware of that, that type of, um, talk, that type of narrative. But, it's interesting that you say that, and I'll definitely keep it in mind. Well, there is something to be said, you no, know, not to make a case for it, but there is something to be said about, like, you know, it goes back to the way that my dad would tell me how to interact to the, with the world mm-hmm. yeah. because of the way they look at me. And it's like, protect, your, you're almost protecting her, which is, it's still, 
Yeah. You, not, you know, it's still not good, but I understand where the, the seed of where it comes from is like, yeah. hey, my son at a certain age, yeah. if he wanted to, it's can free fight to do. Yeah. The, the oh, girl oh. who's, you know, trying, yes, trying to yes. do something that, that she doesn't want to do. Yeah. At a certain age, like, there could be a predicament, and I'm probably going to get killed in this, but. Uh, either way, it's not good, not good to to mm. have that type of language because I do believe that uh, education around dating is all you need to do sure. to protect her, not just be like you can't do this. Yeah. But at the end of the day, I know where the place comes from. It comes from the yes. place of like I don't want you to be in a position where you can't get away. Yeah, and I know? know how these guys are. Yeah, and so on and so forth. So the, I understand. the messed up thing about it is it's like we get caught in a cycle basically, right? Because yeah. you you want to protect your daughter. Mm. From the world because you know how guys are right mm-hmm. so because of that you limit her you limit the interaction she can have and all that stuff so that you know stunts her as far as what would have happened if she was a boy how much she would have been able to develop etc instead of being able to just trust that she's going to be okay but the, the fucked up thing is like you're saying jared like how the hell do, are we able to trust the world to treat mm-hmm. your daughter with respect and all that? Right. So again, it comes down to educating your daughter to be, and you know, giving her the tools to navigate through that mm-hmm. shit. And then not just educating your daughter, but educating your sons to treat people the way they should right. be treated as yes. well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, for sure. that's a good point. You know, it, the onus isn't on women for us to treat them better. Yeah. The onus is on us. We're, we yeah. have to make those conscious decisions. But again, it, it's for women, like just, I guess, giving you a glimpse into our mind like we're in this weird cycle where it's like mm-hmm. can i protect them mm-hmm. do i you know is it correct for me to try to protect instead of educate the other people like yeah because yeah i can go and educate this person but is he going to change his behavior and yeah. at that point like do i step in to protect like you know it's it's a weird balance it's a weird balance and that's, uh, you hit yeah. it on the head by just being like you have to educate your daughter yeah. or the women in your life yeah. on how to navigate through a world with this assumption that they will, that the people outside of it won't respect her. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that and not dismiss those yeah, people's sure. responsibility easy, to sure. respect. Yeah, her because the, yeah. yeah, exactly. I mm-hmm. think the easy way, the easy go to in every man's brain when they have a daughter is limit. Mm-hmm. I'm going to limit her. Oh, limit, yes. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to limit her to what she can do and what mm-hmm. she can't do. And it's like, that doesn't actually protect her. Mm-hmm. because kids are going to be kids and they're going to sneak out and do whatever they want to do. It, it really comes down to just educating her on like how to navigate yeah. through that, yeah. through that world. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it's, it's tough. I, I understand. I, I'm also just, I was almost saying that just to empathize. Like, I yeah. Understand. And, and yeah. it's like to Los's point, I guess I, you know, Shay knows the type of man I am. So she knows when we, if, and when we do have a son, like I'm not going to let him do. I'm not going to be like, yo, just do what you got to right, do. Right. Yeah. I'm no, going to be no. like, bro, did you open the door? Well, did you? I wasn't even really saying that so much at you and what you oh, said. Oh no, 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 no. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. No, but, but at the but same right. time, JD, yeah. if the shoe fucking fits. <laughs> yeah, <that's right. laughs> Throw that thing on. Yeah. No, I'm joking. But, but you know, no, it I'm is. It, and I'm getting to that point, right? My yeah. daughter's almost 14. So it's getting to that point of, um, you know, not so much limiting anymore. Cause mm-hmm. that's, that's what I was always in my head. Like, I'm just yeah. going to just pull up with a shotgun all the time and yeah. just make sure these dudes know, you know what I mean? You're it's dead. Like, I'm in jail. Perfect. You know? Yeah. So, but, uh, but it's definitely education and, and yeah. getting her to understand, you know, certain things and why men are doing what they're doing and saying what they're saying and the motive behind it, all this, you know, this free game for her. Yeah. Uh, coming from wearing that shoe for too long, yeah. uh, you know, right. I, she yeah. Uh, learn from my mistakes so um but yeah it's 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 just interesting you know as, as far as the gender privilege you know back to the top of it and to your point starting from such a young age I wasn't even thinking that I went from immediate my when like my first thought of gender privilege was like, like older workplace or something oh like yeah like older you know what I mean like when you have a job you right. know and it's like especially with certain fields mm. you know it's like well a woman can't do that you know well, that I whole think, old but I adage. think that carries into the same thing right like if you're limiting your daughter's experiences and what mm-hmm. she can and can't do because you're afraid of how she's gonna be treated well guess what maybe she can't do that now mm, and so maybe yeah. you're helping perpetuate the sure. myth that women can't do something when sure. they're fully capable yeah. of doing it if you would just embrace and give yeah. them those freedoms for sure mm-hmm. and I think for again sure. the same thing carries over when we're saying like you know the disrespect that they experience in the streets that's the same disrespect they experience in the workplace sure yeah, you know, it's just so. a it's a professional dialogue. Yeah, it's just, <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's just put you know, it's just dressed up nice. Yeah, just, exactly. And and not sometimes even sometimes it's not. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. it's not even dressed yeah. up nice. It's yeah. just as crass. So it's yeah. again, yeah. it's kind of to your point of you know, educating her as to what she can expect, even though it's yeah. not correct. 
yeah. then how to deal with that. And just then again, her prepared. Yeah. Exa- exactly. Preparing yeah. her. Maybe educating is mm-hmm. not a good word. Maybe that sound is a little triggering, but more so just preparing yeah. and giving, yeah. you know, the, the insight up. like, yo, this isn't correct. This yeah. isn't how you should be treated. So when you do experience it, like don't accept it. Yeah. For one, yeah. know that I got your back. But then yeah. again, being an example of how she should be treated and, you know, for other men as well, that's how they should treat people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah, no, I mean, I think the, this conversation can go oh, forever, ever. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, maybe, you know, after this comes out and we get a couple comments and some submissions, maybe you guys can DM me your thoughts and yeah. maybe we could do another part, you know, uh, of more in depth. Cause I'm sure there was places that we missed. I'm sure there's things that we didn't see because we do recognize that we have blind spots in this area. But I think the first step is recognizing that yeah. we do benefit from from a privilege and i think the the closing question that we can go into is like how do you use your privilege to benefit others that may not have that same privilege and it might be a question that the audience has to answer but um just off of your thoughts is there anything that comes to mind that you can do i i think trying to control it's in my control is just helping in any way possible, mm. you know, making sure, um, I'm able to, so for example, in, in modeling, which I am privileged by my looks to be able to model, right. It's like anyone who's got aspirations, I'm like constantly like, here you go, here you go, here you go, here you go. You know, don't worry about it. No problem. Anytime kind of thing, which is surface light. But as far as like a, a deeper thing, um, I think just showing up, you know, and, and, and being here to learn, I, I think for me, it's like, I can't relate to a lot of things, but I'm not going to be ignorant and be like, well, that sucks for you. It's not me. I'm going to show up and learn. And mm-hmm. how can I help? Mm-hmm. Help me understand how I can help you. Yeah. You know, really. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think it's a question that um, it's something that we have to fish through and dive through and, and hopefully get some help from the audience. I think mm-hmm. what comes to my mind first when I think of how can I help with privilege is when it's time to raise you, when it's time for a voice to speak, you yeah. know, if we're talking about the the black experience, if we're talking about, you know, able body experience, if we're talking about gender experience, when it's time for us to speak or be the spokespersons of that, we don't raise our hands. I get out the way and let somebody who does experience that to the fullest extent to step in and to share their experience yeah. because we shade, um, we shade you know the the experience by being like when somebody's like well tell us what the black experience is like and then all these light-skinned people are raising their hands speaking on the topic and it's like we're not giving the full truth because we don't have the full truth um so i think the one hand is just like if that comes into place that you get called on i mean i when the whole the whole um george floyd thing happened i got so many dms for people wanting me to do lives to jump on their podcast to do certain shows and i would turn them down and uh uh give them a a reference to somebody that i think can do it better justice so I think it starts with doing things like that of like, okay, cool. I'm not the particular person. If you're looking for a mixed person experience to talk on this, then I can be that. But what I'm going right. to do is actually hand this over to a friend that I know. Recognizing when it's yeah. your time to speak up and, and when, when it's, it's your not. time to yeah. take a seat. So I think that's like one way. I think the other way yeah, is just sure. finding ways to uh, uh, spread the power out. So like, if you get to a position, whether it's the workplace or whether it's certain other, you know, situations, you get a you get an opportunity. Yeah. You reach out to that other person and say, hey, look, I have an opportunity now. Um, yeah. I, I want to pass this on to you because I have all these other opportunities that are coming on. So just spreading the 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 shining power a light on people. Yeah. Shining yeah. a light on people and and just, you know, using your privilege and getting into the door by holding that door open for other people. Um, you know, I know one of my, my, like the things that I always am trying to do is just find other ways to spread the money. And I'm sure there's a way more elegant way to, uh, say this. And I'm sure the audience will educate us on that. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. I think, I think, I think they know what you mean. I think everybody gets it as far as where you're coming from there. Yeah. 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 Um, I think the, the most important thing to do for people, or at least the, the most important starting point is a I would say do not attack the person that you see that's, you know, um, that you perceive as 
um, I'm, I'm using their privilege for advantage, not using the privilege, but benefiting from privilege. Okay. Right. Unless that person is willfully engaged in, you know, the act of taking advantage of their privilege. Most of the times the people that you think are benefiting from privilege are a lot, are oftentimes ignorant of it. Case in point, there's oftentimes like we've, you know, discovered today, today where I was ignorant of my own privilege. So I think the, the first starting point is for all of us to not attack the person, but attack the system that allows that to happen. Mm. I think that's the most important point to start. If now, again, if you meet somebody who is fully taken advantage of it and you know, is, you know, Hey, I'm, I'm the, I, I come from this, or I look like this, so I'm doing this and they're aware of it. That's, you know, yeah, that's the time to attack. Mm. Um, so I think that's, you know, starting point. I think something that we can all do because I don't know, how much in our day-to-day lives, right, we can impact that privilege and bring other people up, so to speak. Because you're, you're as in your industry, you're at the mercy of whoever's booking you, right? Like, and it would be pretty stupid of you to tell your agent, well, unless it was an instance where, you know, they're like, oh, it's for, you know, it's for an African clothing company and they want you. Then maybe say, like, hey, you know, maybe you should get a, a, a model that actually looks African and not, you know, me, the mixed guy. But other than that, you know, unless it's some those very specific instances, it would be foolish of you to be like, oh, no, 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 no. Have you considered X, Y, Z? And I think a lot of people can relate to that as far as their workplace. Like, you don't want to shoot yourself in the foot, and I get that. But you still have to make space for others to get the opportunities, to get the looks, um, yeah. those type of things. And I think an important thing that we can do is to have these discussions right here where we acknowledge that we we have benefited from privilege. And even if you know, it's not to discount anybody's experience. You may have suffered in your mind and, and, you know, where you're at in life, but understand that oftentimes there's people that have it way worse than you who mm-hmm. have been slighted in a way more severe fashion and that you've benefited because of something that you probably can't even control, mm. you know? And so it's not your fault that you benefited from it, but at that point it's your responsibility to be aware of it and to, minimize the impact and the damage that it does to other people even if it's not your fault like you say it's not going away mm-hmm. but that doesn't mean that you can't include other people or that you can't you know push for other people to be in projects or yeah you know maybe you're in a position where you're booking people this is your chance to be inclusive and bring other people into the fold and do that type of thing so yeah. i think awareness and um conversation is the most powerful thing that we can do that's a good question i mean that's a good answer um well, shoot, man, this is a heavy topic. I think uh, I want to end on something light. I'm going to ask you a question. Yeah, it's uh, light. Do you, would you rather play for a team and be the best player on the team, but it's the worst team in the league? Mm. Or would you rather play for a team, be the worst player, but it's the best, pl- it's the best team in the league? I'd rather be... Best player, worst team. Okay. Uh, that's tough. <clears throat> My first initial thought was I won't be the worst player, but um, <laughs> I, I'm gonna roll with your hypothetical, <laughs> like, because not not like in a conceited way, but just like I'm gonna you go gonna hard. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like no matter how hard you work, that's true. I can still gonna be the worst because all the other guys trash. are working harder. <laughs> yeah. I think I think though I actually would rather be the worst player on the best team because. I know how much I'm going to learn and benefit from mm. winning yeah, mm. and from learning what it takes to win and mm. learning how it is to um, work ethic. If we're going this, the, your sports analogies. So, um, and how great these players are. And I, I always want to be surrounded by greatness. Mm. You are who you surround yourself with. If you're surrounded by a bunch of losers on the worst team, you know, for me, I'm just yeah, like, you're, you're, you're at a plateau. Damn. You're not doing it. Yeah. Like anymore. I, I'm not, yeah. I'm not going to get better at all. Yeah. So, um, but I, what I thought you were going to say was, would you rather be the best player on the worst team or the worst player on the championship team? Because oh, well, I was I guess like, the same, thing. same thing. Well, best, I got a bunch of rings. The then. <laughs> so you're, the I'm best, for sure. you're the best team. That's that's true. Yeah. But you see, I, the reason I say I'd rather be best player, worst team, is because in my mind that gives me the the challenge. Um, that, like Kobe faced when the Lakers were terrible. Yeah. Like, can I can I get these guys going? Can I motivate them into something? Like. 
So, and not only that, I feel like if I was the worst player on the best team, I probably really wouldn't be contributing that much. Like, no, you'd be on the bench. You'd be on the <laughs> bench. Like, yeah, sure, you're, like, in practice helping out. But, like, yeah. I want to feel like maybe I was able to inspire my teammates. and um, It's interesting, know, though, because like did that. you see that Kobe interview with Jimmy Kimmel? Oh, when he was like, and he played the footage of like Jordan oh, Clarkson and and, and, then, and Nick and Young, and they were like, yeah, yeah you know, yeah, we yeah. shout out and to Jalen, like, and, and he was just and like, he was staring. So off. that that's when I got like their first win after like a six game losing. Yeah, streak. yeah. and that's when I when you asked that question, I immediately thought of that interview because I'm like, the, Kobe, one of the greatest of all time, couldn't even get them. Just by him, yeah. if he walked into a room, I'd be like, oh, yeah, you got Kobe's here. Yeah, well, yeah, that's yeah. the thing; he wasn't there at that time. No, he, he was there. He, well, he was on the team. Yeah, but he wasn't. I'm saying he like, was hurt. He wasn't on the sideline when oh, that. No, happened. he was. On the team at right, the time? but no, I'm saying he wasn't at the. He wasn't at that game. They they would not have done that had no, Kobe he, been there. He was. He, he, he was, wasn't on the sideline. He was in a suit. He would have showed up at, that at the game? end of the bench. Yeah. Oh, he, you could see him in the clip. Yeah. I didn't see yeah, him yeah. in the clip. I don't think he, he was, was on that game. team, and that's when they were. You know, he was just yeah, like. No, he was I, thought Jimmy I, I was pretty sure him, he was away rehabbing, and they. I like thought Jimmy Kimmel asked clip. him like, "Would that? Would that? Yeah, would that happen if, if, if you, you were, were if you were playing? Oh, no, I see. I, he said I if you were there. No, he probably said playing. I can't remember exactly. Pretty sure he said if you were there. Here's the thing: Kobe was on a lot of bad teams. There, bad years towards the end. And the point is, I I have you know remember him on the bench sitting there just like, what are they doing? Like I can't yeah. believe my I, this is where I'm at. Yeah, <laughs> I was this close to being next to Mike, and now look at me. Yeah, I'm playing with these bums. Yeah, but anyways, it's just back to like you know, regardless of the facts, it's just like even him. Yeah, he couldn't get these guys to go to be like. But see that in that again, like again, that's why I still stick with my answer because it all comes down to mindset, right? Like that didn't affect Kobe's mind about how he approached the game. Kobe's sure, going to approach right. it the same way and give it the same energy, the same everything. So that's yeah. why I'd say I'd, I'd rather be the best. It's almost but, like but not, to, not to drag it back to the, the no, privilege no. thing, but yeah. like as I'm sitting here talking about it, like I kind of came to a, a place where I'm realizing, hey, a, a lot of my privilege was, even though it may have sucked, like the experiences that I perceived as negative, they were actually positive to me because it shaped me, mm-hmm. right? Like having people pick on me because my mom's white, it just made me tougher. Mm-hmm. Right. Whereas like other like so it's all in the perspective. Right. So like mm-hmm. Kobe, you know, I'm sure it sucked. But at the same time, it's like, man, this is I bet challenge accepted. Watch what mm-hmm. I can do. So I think that's, you know, I think I, think, I see the challenge in it no yeah. matter what. And I see the challenge in Kobe perspective as a positive. I, yeah. I would be pissed, pissed too. Yeah, yeah. I'm not saying he was happy. He definitely <laughs> didn't enjoy it. But yeah. I bet it lit a fire under him in a different, yeah, in a different, different way. way. Mm-hmm. The it, motivation it was did. Yeah. It forced him to retire. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And it forced LeBron to go to Miami. You know what I'm saying? It's just yeah. like because LeBron had a sh- trash team, yeah. and he was like, "I'm the best player on this trash." Well, no, team. he had he he had that window where not to Kobe like you know stay on him, but he he had that window where it was trash team, trash team. Okay, and then he got you know Gasol and all them, and yeah. he was back mm-hmm. up, and then you know career. Just yeah, at that point. Well, I'm with JD on this one. Um, I would you guys enjoy be on sucking on a good team. <laughs> hey, uh, the worst player on the best team is still a good player. That's all right. I'll, I'm, <laughs> well, that's I'm the still, thing too. I'm still mop right? y'all every time y'all come out there. So. <laughs> How do you know you're the worst? Wow, team? We're, we're the best team. <laughs> I'm a mop y'all though. If y'all even come on the court, and we're not, not gonna come on the I'm, court. But I'm dogging y'all best players too. But we're the championship team. That's fine. But you can't see me. But uh, you're gonna lose well, the game. I hope you guys I'm still enjoyed better than the you. podcast. You might have 70 points because you lost. You take the L. Nobody's gonna remember y'all. Share. Don't Don't remember remember the you're going to be a footnote. You're going to be and at the end of the nose. I'm going to be Barkley. You're going to be Sharkley. <laughs> Don't I give you that rush? I keep that loving raw. Don't need no candlelight because you feel like the morning sun. There ain't no end in sight. Put that shit on my life. This ain't no fantasy. We living on the edge tonight. I told her lay down. We can make a movie now. This ain't audition. You tripping over your lines now. I flipped the script, I'll be flipping you on your side now I got a rollie, your role is to take the time now I got you dripping in a Tesla, you fucking up all the leather I just checked, I got a checker, we fucking it up together Don't lie, don't I, don't I, don't I, don't I I can't help but flex it all, I can't wait to break it off I'm the only one to make you feel like you can have it all, don't 